Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, lots of people go and do career changes, or pivot is the the word that, that we use nowadays. Imagine spending... 30 years in the guards, working as a crime scene investigator on the scene at serious crime for 30 years and then using that first-hand knowledge of the worst that can happen to people and the worst that can happen to places and things and turning that into a way of coaching us into resilience and coaching us into dealing with the fragility of life. Which is a big title. That's exactly what Kieran Pryor is doing and will begin doing a TEDx Tralee on the, October the 6th, which is coming up soon. A crime scene investigation. Fascinating line of work. I'd like to say that uh, Kieran joins me on the line right now. Morning, Kieran. Good morning, PJ. Good to have you. Um, first and foremost, crime scene investigation. I've always wanted to ask someone who's actually done the job. Should we take any notice of the television show? <laughs> PJ, um, we, very similar in many ways, but not just as glamorous. There's no um, highfalutin technology like that. All our technology is handled by the Forensic Science Laboratory up in Dublin and Forensic yeah. Science Ireland. We don't have the fancy uh, swipe screens or, or virtual reality type reconstructions. I'm afraid it's a bit more basic, but a lot of the things you see would, um, would be utilised by ourselves in terms of use of DNA um, uh, retrieving DNA samples from scenes, retrieving fingerprints, but not just in the in the high tech uh, virtual reality type glamorous um, scenes as portrayed on on yeah. the TV. You went in because you liked the idea of the outdoor life and you liked the variety of of day to day variety. Certainly, anyway, no shortage of that. No shortage, Peter. No shortage of variety for sure. Yeah. Um, why then did you want to go into crime scenes? I suppose, being fascinated, when I joined the, the Guards first, I worked in Dublin for nine years, and during that time, obviously, being in a, a, a big urban environment, and more than Cork there yourselves, you're, you're just exposed to so many serious crimes, and having had that exposure, was always fascinated with the element of the, the crime scene investigation end of it, and the role that that had to play, and obviously, during that nine years, I was at the scene of, of many murders and 
serious assault, serious incidents, and was fascinated with the role that the that the crime scene end of it had to play. So when I moved down then to the Roscommon Longford Division, an opportunity came up 15 years ago to apply for the position of crime scene investigator. We covered that large geographical area, mm. and um, I was successful. And I suppose I had a I had a kind of a fairly detailed and and um, structured type mind in the way that I would approach things. And, and of course, for a crime scene investigation, obviously going at scenes, that's very, very important, that that attention to detail and eye for detail. And, and of course, it's the small details that count when you're, when you're processing the crime scene. And I suppose I had that in me to some extent. And then, obviously, that was the... the, the I suppose that was the, the, the main thing, PJ. As, as a reporter who spent many years following the guards around, as it were, and observing what they were doing at the scene of some awful things, I often felt, Kiran, for for the guys going in. It can't be easy to walk into a place where people have done terrible things to each other. The first few times must have been really tough. Well, look, PJ, that's true, and there's no doubt, and anybody that says it, it doesn't affect them would be would be telling fibs. And I suppose initially, say, as a young guard in Dublin, you're going out to a murder scene, you're guided by your senior colleagues, you're kind of eased into it, you know that you've got a job to do, and it just has to be done, and you've got to try and put that traumatic situation that you're in but certainly as a as a young policeman starting off it's 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 difficult but then of course by the time I went into crime scene investigation I'd been exposed to to death on a on a huge scale PJ really and I suppose you're more ready for it and the other thing about us going as a crime scene investigator we would come into duty every morning and if we had a serious scene with a fatality or um you know, a suspicious death or something like that, you're kind of prepared, PJ. You know what you're going to be expecting. So as you're traveling there, you're not having the initial shock that, say, the poor person that would have discovered the body would have had. And then, of course, you've got the benefit of the of the years of experience mm. in dealing with it. But that doesn't take from the fact if you're standing in a room as I and my colleagues throughout the country have done so many times with, with one fatality or two fatalities or three you know it's an incredible thing to stand in a room with, with, with three deceased persons in it and try and process that in your head but the one thing that we would say and, and I, I speak for all my colleagues our focus when we go into a situation like that is on the deceased person mm. and our duty is to them and our duty is to their loved ones to really, they're not going to thank us to get emotional or get uh, upset about what we're looking at our duty is to them to find out if anything firstly untoward happened to them and if it did, well then to retrieve the evidence that will ensure that justice is done for the for the family and the deceased so that's the way we, we kind of cope with it PJ, you know. I remember speaking to a, a guard there contacted mine back in my reporting days who'd been on a scene like that, you know, and and he was quite shaken and, and white coming away from me. Yes. I said, are, are, are you alright? He said, yeah. yeah. I said, he said, I will be, I will be. He said, I just need to find out what happened to that poor little Absolutely, 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 and that's the driving force and motivation for all of us that work in in crime scene investigation, and indeed the the guardie that are that are on the investigation team. That's the motivation that that drives everyone. And you know, you're kick clicking into gear when this serious thing happens. Everybody's on that mindset. You're part of a team, and you just your duty is to 
to that deceased person and their loved ones, and that's really all that counts, you know. You're you're a family man, Kieran. Is it hard to bring the job home and leave it in the car? PJ, um, look at I suppose that's the the vital thing. You just have to do it for for your own sanity because if you start carrying around that with you, and and that's you mentioned the car, and that's where I would, you know, on the way home with colleagues or whatever, we might finish at the scene, and we'd be having a chat about general things, and that's the way you're you're letting it ease away from your mind, but it's still there in the back of it. But certainly, you don't want to be bringing that home. And I suppose, look at we we've been to. My colleagues have terrific stuff down through the years, but you've just got to try and, like, you're going to be no good in your job to the deceased or the deceased families in, in getting a, a resolution for them if, if you're if you're letting it get to you. So you've got to try and process it some way and, and let, it, let it just flow out of the, the system, you know. Is there a constant battle within yourself, Kieran? You've got to build resistance. You've got to build steel, as it were, but you must never become hard. Is that a battle within yourself all the time? I suppose, PJ, it goes down to, a lot of us would have, you know, we're we're just used to dealing with people. From the minute we joined the guards, you're dealing with people in traumatic situations, and your first thing when you come to them, you've got to listen, you've got to have empathy. And I suppose, along with your own personality, that develops through the years. And no, you you can't become harder, you can't become cynical because before I joined the crime scene investigation, I was a family liaison officer. And again, dealing with people who've had trauma and tragedy and you were the connection, the link between the family with the questions and many times very difficult questions that they would have. And you were the link for the investigation team. So over the years, you, you develop that connection, that empathy with the family and know really if you become hardened, really you, you can't do a good job. Likewise with the crime scene investigation you're going out to scenes of, of sudden, it's not just suspicious deaths or, or murders but we get called out to industrial fatalities um, farm accidents every sort of a fatality and you've got to have the empathy to go there your first duty of course is to sympathise with the family that you're uh, attending there at this tragedy, this awful event, and they hear that the crime scene investigation unit are coming out, but it's just the way our society has gone. We get called out to so many events that not necessarily are suspicious, but because of the role that we have, mm. we, we, we get called out, and you've just got to be very careful, firstly, to approach people in the right way, you sympathising with them and ensuring that they understand what your your role there is. Your, for, your first, often your first job, isn't it? Often your first job is to ascertain, well, this wasn't actually suspicious, so we can move on. Exactly, exactly. And again, you know, people live in strange ways, people die in strange ways, and often it could be the case as innocent as someone dying of a heart attack, but as they died on the on the fall down, they might have hit their head off a off a blunt item and, and basically our role it might look straightforward when the guards go out, but we will be called out and you're taken into uh, account every circumstances you're looking you get a feeling for scenes of what they look like whether violence has been inflicted and and you know then if we're not sure we call in the state pathologist and 
the state pathologists do an amazing job. Dr. Mary Casty has recently retired and her That's current right. replacement, Dr. Linda Mulligan and Heidi Ockers. I mean, amazing people, yes. the way they go out we, and with process Margot this stuff. down here as Margot well. there in Cork as well, an amazing woman. And they're all ladies and these are incredible people. The scene, and I don't need to remind you, PJ, or your listeners, the stuff that's gone on in the last few weeks over the um, throughout the country in yeah. terms of tragic events, and and they're they're doing their job in an amazing fashion, and the, the state owes a real debt of gratitude to them. Yeah. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I want to talk about your new line of work, Kiran. Turning that experience, uh, frontline gather crime scene investigator, into resilience coaching. I guess the first thing to ask you is what is or what have you learned is resilience? Well, PJ, I suppose, look, as you mentioned the word pivot, and it is a huge pivot in that um, dealing with this stuff has just given me a level of resilience uh, throughout my life in terms of of coping with this tragedy and trauma from from such an early stage uh, of the 30 year service or 32 years as it as it almost is it's it's given me such an insight and that's basically what the what the talk at the TEDx conference is it's lessons in life dealing with death and what that has given me is just an insight into how people cope people actually cope with the most amazing um tragedies and misfortune that's been bestowed on them by life and i suppose that's what i've taken from it that that people have a way of coping they 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 eventually get there yes there's huge trauma there's huge sadness in what they encounter but to see the way they move on with their lives and and cope with that it's really an example to us all tj and i suppose that this pivot started for me in that i was invited on a regular basis to go into schools to talk to TY students and leaving Cert students about the crime scene investigation thing. Obviously, the initial fascination was with the TV program and that. But 
I would give the talks on the CSI angle, but I would also include a lot of, of encouragement, just general encouragement of the kids, a bit of talk about resilience and how to how to cope with it. So that eventually led to invitations to speak at various voluntary organisations and businesses, just in a in a a, a kind of um, general type of way about what I had encountered. So it got me to thinking about the pivot, PJ. I could go on for another seven years, um, but I decided just to, to make the the turn and and I managed to, to get a great job with a company called the Super Generation who do that, go into schools and the education sector and give talks on, on leadership, resilience and study skills. So I, I've made the turn and um, it's amazing how things have fallen into place. You, you often hear of people juggling with a life decision, but uh, there is no doubt when you act with boldness and, and kind of make a, a decision, you know what, when you commit, life kind of commits for you, you know, boldness kind of has genius, magic and power in it, to, to, to quote from, from Stephen Pressfield's book, The, the War of Art, and, and it's so true. Once I made that change and made the decision, um, it, things just opened sure. up for me. You, and you, I, you, have, you have hung up the cap, as it were, and, and, and you're, you're wearing I, another hat it's, now. It's still, it's still half on the hook, PJ. I have a few days left, and coincidentally, in an amazing twist of fate, the actual TEDx talk on the 6th of October falls on my last day in the in the force so uh, well, it's, well, it's 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 a, it's a kind of a neat um a neat um well, <laughs> neat, yeah, I wish you then, a long and happy and healthy retirement um, my own dad retired from the force in, in 89 and and we, oh wow and we oh, had okay. him we had him until 2018 so maybe oh, long wow, and wow, happy wow. and healthy well, thank, thank you PJ I just have to make one little mention in relation to the TEDx Talk, PJ. It's not just about me. There's an incredible lineup of speakers, and I'm just a small cog in it. There's 13 others, and the range of topics that they're discussing. I, it's really, really going to be an incredible event. And I have to give a big shout out to your own native, Sharon McCarthy. Sharon's one of my fellow speakers at the TEDx, and Sharon is speaking on autism and adult autism, and she's been an advocate for that. So, I think I may have spoken to her previously. On, on, uh, very, on, on good, very good, very good. And of course, it'll go up on, on the website. You'll be able to see the talks. I look forward to watching your talk. Just come back briefly to yes, one thing it. I want to touch on, Kiron. Um, in terms of working with, with kids, and, you know, we're, we're, we're both older men, as it were, at this stage. Yes. I certainly would hate to be trying to deal with teenage years with the pressures of the modern world. Would you agree with me? Yeah, it's tough stuff, PJ. And I think that what I'm seeing going into schools, that, that and indeed outside an adult life as well, there's a kind of a general air of anxiety around that people are getting as hard to put their finger on. And I attribute some of it definitely to the speed in which our life is progressing forward. We're now exposed to a huge amount of content via our technology, and it's coming at us at such a, such a pace that I think there's a general air of anxiety about the sheer volume. I mean, our, our minds evolved from 50,000 years ago to dealing with things in a certain way, and it's just the last 10 years that this onslaught has hit us in terms of content and information. I mean, we're exposed on our phone every day to trauma and tragedy from all across the world. We're looking at stuff playing out minute by minute, 
tragedies in the US with shootings, um, natural disasters worldwide that we would have never known about in my father's time or your dad's time. It just wouldn't have come into our consciousness. So this uh, content is coming at us and it's sucking us in to distressing stories around the world and I think that's contributing to um, a general kind of feeling of anxiety around the place and I suppose that's what I do I highlight that uh, element of it to to the youngsters when I'm talking to them and mm. try and give the encouragement that you know things will be okay and again the ancients the ancient Greek and Roman philosophers had a great outlook on this type of stuff in that they basically advocated worrying only about what's in your control and not right. what's out of your control. And the old say, advice you know? is the best. And you know, Kieran, I hope we'll get an opportunity to speak again. I wish you the best in your retirement. I wish you luck with the TEDx talk and every good wish for the future. It's been an absolute privilege to speak with you today and I wish you well. Likewise, PJ. Thanks very much. Thank you. That's Kieran Pryor. And follow him on TEDx. You'll, you'll get all those talks on TEDx after the 6th of October. Quartz 96 FM. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.